You're listening to Rewire with Susan, the podcast for you to learn in 12 minutes or less software development topics in the most simple way and acquire some guidance for your career in tech. Strap up and let's go. Here's your host, Susan. Hello there. Welcome to Road Susan. My name is Susan. Um, today we're going to be talking about progressive web apps. But before we go on, um, how has your August been? Um, mine has been a bit, I feel like it's slow. And I think I feel that way because I just can't wait for the restrictions, the border restrictions to be done with and for people to be able to travel freely. Um, yeah, that's how I feel. I feel like a lot of people probably don't think it's this slow because they're not looking forward to going back to working in the office and most people just want to remain remote and yeah i think i fall in the shoes as well i'm shamelessly putting that out there anyway today we're looking at progressive web apps and yeah let's dive in before we go on i'd like to remind you that as a listener of the podcast you now have free access to join the rewire with susan slack community a safe space where you can enjoy access to exclusive information and ask industry focused questions note that this free access is for a limited time simply fill the form in the show notes and you'll be sent an invitation secondly you also now have access to free one-on-one 15 minute mentorship sessions with me and other tech trainers to discuss your experiences concerns and questions in your tech career so book a session in the link on the show notes and finally i know you have been looking to show support to the podcast this dream has become a reality simply visit patreon.com slash Susan to do so. Again, that's patreon.com slash with Susan. The term progressive web apps was coined sometime in 2015, but the idea actually had been announced by Steve Jobs when the first generation iPhones were introduced sometime in 2007. So what are progressive web apps? They are actually typical web apps, but the difference is that they are made to look and function like native mobile applications. So they are built using the same technologies you would use to build your regular web applications like JavaScript, HTML, and CSS. So how are they different from normal web applications? I mean, there has to be a reason they're called progressive, right? So in addition to being just web applications, they have some added functionality that is usually you know, only available to native applications. Now, a regular web application has some good advantages, right? For example, they are easily discoverable, meaning that you could just typically go to Google and search search for websites, you know, search for a website that you want or that you're interested in, and it pops up, like some options pop up, and you choose the one that you're looking for. So there's that advantage of easier accessibility through a link, as opposed to a native app, which, you know, typically requires you to install it. Just as we have benefits of web applications, we also have some benefits of native applications. You know, one one of those is that it's been better integrated with the operating system. And that's why you have iOS developers and Android developers, because they build the app specifically for those systems. And so users, because of these, are able to have a more seamless experience. So when an app is installed on your phone, another advantage of a native app is that you are still able to interact with the app even when you're offline, right? 
on like <laughs> on a website where you go try to visit the website if you don't have like reception or network connectivity and then you literally don't see anything like you're ghosted just like that how does pwa come in here what pwa gives us here is the best of both worlds right it combines the great parts of web applications with those of native applications so what was the thought behind creating PDAs, sorry, PWAs? <laughs> Even though web applications are, you know, easily discoverable and accessible with the use of a URL, giving it the upper hand in terms of reach over native applications, there's still the drawback of high dependence on net network connectivity. Um, so with the introduction of PWAs, first of all, you get to retain that reach that the application has as a web application but in addition to this making your web app to look and feel like a native app will now no longer require you to do so much so in terms of building the app you don't have to build a native app for example this is one of the benefits that pwa offers you can literally just migrate your web app to a progressive web app it also gives you some added functionality like reliability and what reliability means is that as a user, you're able to interact with content on the application even when your cellular network or Wi-Fi disappears, right? You're still able to browse through content on your pages. So if, for example, if you've previously visited a page, it's now cached. So you are still able to access those contents. There's also the functionality of installability. And what this means is that the user can have the PWA as an icon on their home screen. So once you tap on it, you are basically getting something close to the look and feel of a native app. Also with PWAs, you get the most updated version of the application. And this is simple because when a web application is updated, once you visit it, you're getting the updated version, right? It's not like a native app where you have to go back to App Store or Play Store, for example, and install the updates um, another added functionality with pwas is that you get push notifications as well so let's look at some examples of companies that have used pwas and the kind of results that it got from making that decision the first one i'll talk about is twitter you know after they implemented the add to home screen which basically prompts users to save twitter light to their home screen they saw 250k unique daily users launch the PWA from the home screen about four times a day. So Nicholas Gallagher, ex-engineering lead at Twitter, noted that Twitter Lite is the fastest, least expensive, and most reliable way to access Twitter and requires 3% less storage space compared to Twitter for Android. Secondly, Zach Argyle, um, ex-engineering manager at Pinterest indicated that the reason for rethinking the mobile web for Pinterest was because they noticed that more than half of the customers were based out of the US. And so this didn't make sense for them because they did not have good bandwidth environments. They did not have as, you know, great data plans as people in the US. So as a result of this, um, there was a very small percentage of people who actually landed on the site and went ahead to install the app or sign up. So they decided to introduce PWA and after a three month rewrite of the software, the weekly active users on mobile web increased by a whopping 
156% in Brazil and 312% in India. Session length increased by 296% and new signups increased by 843% year after year. Now, obviously, we all know that this increase in conversions means more cash money. See money. Okay, so let's get back to business. Other companies using PWA are Uber, Instagram, Forbes, um, Financial Times, Starbucks, Spotify, and quite a number of others, actually. So let's look at the criteria for an app to be a, to be a PWA. You know, we've mentioned earlier that PWAs are really, when it comes down to it, they are web applications, but they are things that have to be added to the web application to make it a progressive web application. So one of the things that it needs to have is secure context. And what does this mean? This means that it should be using HTTPS. Even if your app is not PWA, it should actually be served over HTTPS to ensure secure communication and transactions. However, the second reason why you want to be serving over HTTPS is because most of the features that are related to PWA, such as cache API, webcam API, service workers, and geolocation, all actually require the app to be loaded using HTTPS. So you really can't use it without, you know, having that. Secondly, service workers. I'm sure this is something that some experienced developers are quite familiar with. Some newbies might not know what this is. But one of the biggest benefits of service workers is their ability to support offline experiences, which is actually the big advantage that native apps have over a web application. So a service worker basically is a script that runs in the background and it intercepts network requests and manages a cache of responses. So how this helps is that when the user goes offline, they are able to interact with the progressive web application and see cached files, you know, instead of saying nothing like the web application would show you. And then when they return online, they get the updated files. So in a typical web application, service workers are usually named as sw.js or serviceworker.js. And the third thing that the PWA needs to have to really be a PWA is the manifest file. So the manifest file is basically a JSON file that allows the app to appear to the user like a native app on their home screen. So it contains information like the name, author, icon, version, and the description. Of course, as good as um, PWAs are, they, there are currently some drawbacks of using PWAs. The first one is browser support. Now, for the longest time, there were browsers that were not fully supporting PWAs. And even up to, till now, that's the case. However, most browsers are supporting PWAs to varying degrees but it is currently not supported by firefox for desktop pws can now run on apple devices from version 11.3 but is not compatible with the older devices features like bluetooth battery information face id touch ids are hardware features still not supported by apple secondly battery life so it's believed that due to the higher level code used to make PWAs, battery levels could quickly run out. And thirdly, PWAs are not super apps yet. 
they can do everything native apps can do. Device features like advanced care controls, contacts, Bluetooth, NFC, proximity sensors, ambient lights are not a thing on PWAs. Okay, so putting these downsides in perspective, I personally still think PWA is a huge win in bridging the gap between web applications and native applications. You know, because it considers building with people in remote areas with low data and not the best internet connection in mind and also for cross-platform development. So what are your thoughts about this? Have you built PWAs in the past or are you currently building one? Share with me in the feedback form or add as a comment on Instagram or Facebook. Yeah, speaking of Instagram, um, I have some reels on Instagram that you totally need to check out. I did not go through all the stress of recording those reels. <laughs> For nobody to watch. Okay, I'm not gonna lie, people have actually watched, but if you have not seen my reels, go to Instagram right now and watch the reels and add a comment. And yes, drop feedback about this episode as well on Instagram and Facebook. And make sure you leave a review on the podcast platform you're listening on as well. Till I come your way next week. Peace. Head on over to rewirewithsusan.com to catch up on all episodes. And don't forget to subscribe to your podcast player and drop a review if you like this show.